It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Jerry Hamilton, on three national recruiting analyst, as well as a recruiting reporter and analyst for InsideTexas.com. Jerry, you're on the road again. Where are you at today? I was at Aldi Eisenhower for athletic period, uh, taking a look at Ryan Niblett, and they have a couple other good young kids over there. Uh, so first time really catching up with Niblett since he committed to Texas. Yep, Niblett, one of the, the I think, uh, one of the several commitments now for the Longhorns, but the first wide receiver in this recruiting class. And, and that leads me kind of into what I wanted to talk to you about, because earlier today you put in a recruit prediction for Arch Manning to Texas. Um, you know, what brought about that decision for you and why Texas? And, and just give us the lowdown. Yeah, you know, look, I mean, first of all, his recruitment's not finished, obviously. He hasn't committed anywhere. Um, uh, but I think, you know, look, Sarkeesian's done a really good job with this recruitment. I think A.J. Milwee has as well, which, you know, going into the recruitment, you thought maybe Sark had to be the guy to handle the majority of it. Um, but I think A.J. Milwee's done a really good job, Justin Wells said as much. And when I was at a game this year, um, Arch Manning's game, Sarkeesian and Milwee were both there. So he's been in that recruitment every step of the way. Um, and look, I mean, I, I think the quarterback development, that, that resume, the offense, the play calling, the game planning, there's just a, there's a lot of things factoring in right now. Um, and I think Texas is just doing a really solid job with that recruitment. Um, but look, and I'm not hedging here. I, I, I predicted Texas, but recruiting, uh, it changes. Things change. Uh, you have more visits to go on potentially. Um, so we will see. I mean, obviously, Georgia, as Chad Simmons reported last week for on three, you know, Georgia's really playing the stability card, I think, as well as Alabama was playing that card. Um, you know, so that's the angle maybe Georgia's taken at Texas in this recruitment right now. And, look, that's recruiting. That's why we love all this stuff, right? I mean, you, you're you not going to compete with Steve Sarkeesian in the quarterback development and resume standpoint, right? So where are you going to hit them on? Well, you hit them on five and seven last year. Um, and, and that's really, I think, when you won a national championship, you can scream stability as much as you want because you have it. Uh, so I think that's kind of the angle um, there. I, I think Arch, though, this is not a football decision. I think whether it's Eric Nolene, myself, Justin Wells, if you had Chad Simmons on here, Sam Spiegelman, all of us would say this just isn't a football decision. This is how comfortable uh, you are as a student athlete and going somewhere. And Archie said this last week on, I, I think he was in Birmingham, doing an event, talked about how, you know, he always told his kids, you know, football can end any time. Uh, you have to pick a school that, that you really like being a student at, as town or city you like being in. Um, and I think that's where Texas and Georgia have kind of separated themselves in all this is I, I think Arch is comfortable at both of those places and, and can envision himself uh, going to school, uh, being a student at those places. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Kirby Smart preaches stability, but he hasn't had stability at the quarterback spot. 
you know, I, I think that that's interesting from my my vantage point in that um, it, 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 you know, each university, and, and this is to their credit, whether it's Texas or Georgia or Alabama or whomever, they're going to try to position their their reason for being the being that that the art should choose their school ahead of another. Uh, when in reality, you look at Steve Sarkeesian's resume of quarterback tutelage, whether it's as a head coach or an assistant coach or both, uh, vastly superior than anything that that uh, uh, Kirby Smart or any of the guys around uh, him have done at this point. At the same time, uh, program stability. I, I, I agree with that from a Georgia perspective. So they should they should knock on that as much as they could or as much as they can. That being said, I think that that um, with the recruiting class Texas just had come in, as well as all the transfers Texas just got, I, I think this season uh, is going to be a little bit of a turning of a tide for for the Longhorns. And I think one other piece to it, and I should have mentioned it, is uh, when Quinn Ewers transferred to Texas, I, I think some people somewhat wrote Texas off for Arch. They're like, well, that doesn't make sense now. I, you know, multiple people, I think we've all heard that that's not the case. Um, and you know, that's that's not something that's going to push Arch one direction or the other. Um, and, and I can see why people thought that, because Peyton Manning started his freshman year at Tennessee, right? Went in and competed against Brandon Stewart and uh, some who was a returning quarterback. Dustin Colquitt that got hurt, maybe. I can't remember who that was. But and then, you know, Arch Manning goes in and, and competes with Amaro Miller and ultimately wins that job as a freshman. So, you know, it, people are saying, well, he won't go somewhere. He, he he's not guaranteed to play. Well, those both Mannings started as freshmen. They but they went in and won a job a, a, against really good competition. So I've heard that's not going to be a determining factor. Could yeah, it change I, I tomorrow? Have, sure. Yeah, I, I I have as well. I think that he's looking more for you know what's the best five years from now, not next week, you know, or not next year, uh, because ultimately we can talk about NIL and the things that he'll have an advantage of if he goes to Texas and or Georgia or really any of these places, yeah, NIL is going to, yeah, any, <laughs> NIL will be there, but the true payoff is when you, you sign a hundred or a half billion dollar contract, like Patrick Mahomes just did yes. you know, with the Kansas city chiefs that, that, that makes all the other numbers pale in comparison and I, and I think that he's from a family that knows that and understands that. I mean, not only does he have uncles that were very successful pro football quarterbacks, his dad's a very successful real estate guy um, and understands dollars and cents, you know? And so I, I think that, you know, if you look and, at and it from that your, standpoint. To your, point, to your point, Bobby, this is a rare recruitment that an NIL is not going to be a deciding factor because he's going to crush it wherever he goes. He's set for life wherever he goes. So that's not what this is going to be about. Um, this is about football um, and life as a student, and, and that trumps all. Yep. Um, question for you. This is interesting to me. Um, Niblet, uh, Ryan Niblett that you were at, obviously one of the receivers that Texas wants in this class uh, if Arch comes aboard. Uh, you said that he had set up his official visit to Texas. It looked like June 24th. June 24th through 26th, uh, he confirmed that. Uh, he had mentioned that in the text to me that that was possible or probable. When I when I would talk to him today, that is, in fact, uh, the scheduled visit date right now. Look, and I'll say it, like all other kids, you know, you start getting recruited harder when you commit in a lot of instances. Oregon's not backing off. Alabama's still talking about a visit. So just like when we asked Samaj Burrell on the show, this is recruiting. 
today. So if Ryan Niblett schedules a visit somewhere else, Texas fans shouldn't really freak out. He's got a really strong relationship he built with Brennan Marion. Um, and his mom really enjoyed her spring game experience. Um, and the experience, the one-on-one time with Sarkeesian, I believe his wife uh, was involved in some of that as well. So um, his mom really checked a big box on. She made a big check mark for Ryan on that one. And obviously, um, as any mom, if you find a good spot for your kid that's close to home, that matters. Uh, that's good recruiting is what that is. That's what that sounds like to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, as we talk about Arch Manning, um, there's been a lot of, you know, conjecture that others may want to join him wherever he decides to attend. And so he's had a, a, a group of recruits talking to him from day one, right? Um, what is kind of that potential cascade or waterfall effect that a choice of Arch Manning might have? Who are some of those guys? Is it Ruben Owens and Cedric Baxter or and or Cedric Baxter? Um, is it Jonte Cook? I mean, who, who, are, who are those pieces to the puzzle that you think are important to know if something like Arch Manning does indeed happen? Yeah, I, I think Baxter's more on his own. I, I still think closer to home just after visiting him in Orlando, and I'm going to go see him again next week. But I, I'll be surprised if he ventures that far. But maybe. Look, Texas Tech's saying him. They're in the final five. We'll see, right? Um, but but I do think uh, the schools closer to home are going to be tough to beat for him. But Jonte Cook, Ruben Owens, I mean, Anthony Hill, I mean, those guys are all kind of in the state of Texas or, or – or, are prospects that are closely watching. Um, the question would be, I think one of the interesting uh, parts of this is if Arch picks Texas eventually, other people are going to have to ramp up their NIL even more to combat that positive momentum Texas will have. That's going to be something interesting to watch. Or non-NIL. Whatever. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I made a comment, and then, you know, I feel like some people are, are – misconstruing that and and I want to say this I mean some of what's going on right now is is decidedly not NIL um and whether whether they want to admit that or not is is up to them but um that's where you know I think that that uh you're correct you know when you get momentum uh sometimes you don't have to worry about that other part of it as much as you might um, Harris Sewell, also the offensive lineman out of Odessa, Permian, part of that group. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kyle Flood's done really good work with Sewell. Uh, he brought Texas from probably the fifth spot right into the mix. Uh, and that is one that, yes, absolutely. If Arch were to pick Texas, I think that could push Sewell over the top. And look, that kid's not following. He's making his own decision. But Texas, Kyle Flood have done enough to put themselves in position to be able to close that out with some, with that mo- type of momentum. Um, I, I know you saw this. Uh, Texas moved up to, I think, the. I'm looking at the recruit prediction machine. I think it's 60% favorites now, uh, with Georgia second at 27%, with your prediction and Justin Wells also putting one in, as well, well as Eric Nalin. Um, and, and a, ride, and, and a uh, guy that covers recruiting for Ole Miss. For yeah, that, so there's been four, four folks now do that. Um, you know, the, the thing that I'm interested in is where the timeline might be. Um, you know, we've heard, I talked to Sam Spiegelman, you have as well, uh, the on three regional uh, recruiting analyst that lives in New Orleans and has known the, 
Manning yeah. family now since uh, Arch was a eighth grader, essentially. Uh, you've mentioned it, uh, uh, Justin and, and Eric have talked about it. We're looking, we think, as a summertime decision, but it's not 100% clear. We expect that he might visit Texas on the June 24th through 26th weekend, but it's not de definitive. They're, they're playing their, their cards close to their vest, and that's totally fine. You know, my question is, if he commits in the summertime, is that the ideal time frame for Texas, in your opinion? I think it's ideal, absolutely. And he, here's one piece. The uh, Manning Passing Academy uh, was dates were just recently released. That's the same weekend as the 24th through 26th of June. So that's something to take note of. Um, if I could see Arch doing more of a midweek visit where there's not as much attention around that, um, because you assume he's going to be at the Manning Passing Academy, the 23rd, 4th, 5th, you would assume that is happening. Um, you know, with Ruben Owens setting up Georgia June 17th, that's Georgia's big weekend. You know, that's an easy path to go down that Georgia has all their top offensive guys there, Juco receiver, who's just tremendous. And uh, Ruben Owens, who's obviously their, their top back on the board. Um, so that could lead you down that path for Georgia. Uh, but, yeah, so then you kind of start to tie in Manning Passing Academy. That's, you know, look, Arch is not attending Elite 11. He's not expected to play in an all-star game. So the Manning Passing Academy, who knows if he'll actually throw at that. That may be the last time people really see him other than his senior year uh, of football. But. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I do – everything we hear is that this won't go into senior year because it would just be too much chaos. I It'd agree with that. too much chaos. I mean, I, there's people in the circle that are already sick of everything, the process, but you want your kid to make a decision, right? And you want him to have his own timeline to make a decision. Uh, because it has been overwhelming. I, I, Isidore Newman, I believe, canceled their spring game just because it's just too much hoopla right now. It's too much hype and too much stuff – too much going on. Um, and by the way, Texas coaches, uh, I believe that's Millway and Flood are scheduled to be at Isidore Newman Friday. Okay, got it. Um, Jerry, I, I'm, I'm sorry to, to, to take you away from that because I think the whole Arch Manning dynamic is extremely fascinating. Ooh. Not only is the nation's number one prospect, uh, you know, potentially football's first family, you know, uh, but – let, let's talk about another player that's in play, we think, a little bit for Texas, the degree to which is, at, is up for the debate, and that's uh, Jordan Addison, the wide receiver uh, transfer, Bolitnikoff winner from the University of Pittsburgh. Um, what we're hearing right now uh, and what you're hearing, I want, to, I want to compare notes. What I'm hearing is, is that he's expected most likely to visit USC sometime in the next week to 10 days. Uh, and that USC continues to be the prohibitive favorite, uh, backed by primarily his relationship with Caleb Williams, uh, right. the quarterback uh, at USC now that transferred from Oklahoma, 
with Lincoln Riley. What, what, is there anything you would add to that level? I do. I have one more little piece of it, uh, nugget of information that that I think might be interesting too, but I want you to add anything you have first. Yeah, I, I think the the one thing with Addison that, to be clear of, especially with the Caleb Williams connection, is out in LA. This is legitimate NIL opportunities and big ones in Los Angeles. I mean, and I think that's a big part of the push. Look, they're both from Maryland. They know each other. Family, so obviously, that uh, Caleb's dad is. He's a go-getter, man. I mean, he's, he knows a lot of people, right? No, he, he recruited half of OU's class whenever. That's he, right. You know, that's right. He's one of those guys that was very involved in the recruiting process, got to know kids and parents. And uh, so that's, there's a lot of that involved in Addison's recruitment. Obviously, you know, it's been known, it's known now that Addison worked out with Bryce Young out in California a little bit as well. So you know, I, the thing I, I always go back to with this in regards to Texas is te- Texas didn't know this was coming. If they didn't know this was coming, they wouldn't have moved on Hall that fast, right? I mean, because you can get – it gets into a – people can say whatever they want, but it gets into a numbers game really quick. And not numbers as far as your players on your roster, but numbers of guys you can put on the field and what their roles are. And when you've recruited other guys and kind of what you've talked to them about, uh, how you see them fitting at Texas – the timing didn't suggest Texas knew this was coming. Right. Whereas I, I think that USC most certainly did. Yes. Um, and even perhaps. Right. Al- no, I, I think Narduzzi's only called out one staff, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's a, and that is, a, that is a fair point. Fair <laughs> point. What I was going to say, um, and, and Eric made this point in the scoop today on InsideTexas.com. Um, the one part I wanted to add is, you know, Texas is trying to just stay in the game right now. Uh, it is clear that USC is the team uh, and, and possibly Texas is even running third right now behind Alabama, to your point, playing pitch and catch with Bryce Young. Uh, but, you know, if Texas, if Addison chooses to prolong the process and not make a decision here in the next week to 10 days, then Texas has an opportunity to become a bigger player in this. As of right now, we have not heard exactly what Jordan Addison is doing from a timing perspective. If it is early, my guess is it's going to be USC or Alabama. If it draws another month or two out, all bets are off, and then we'll see where Texas uh, runs into things there. You agree with that? I think that's fair. Hunter, fair point. I mean, if USC is going to get him, they're going to get him quick. Yeah, I think the worst thing in more than Texas, the last thing USC wants to hear is that he's going to go visit Bama. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, because they've lost. Uh, look, Bama's gone out to California to get Bryce Young, Najee Harris, the running back. Um, you know, so it's it's one of those things that that uh, I agree with you. They tend they tend to lock horns a little bit more with those top notch recruits, or at least they have uh, to this point than Texas has. Um, you, you know, uh, Jerry, I, I'm looking at this and the, the weekend uh, or the weeks are coming up and, and we're looking at visit dates for the Longhorns uh, that third weekend, it sounds like, of, of June. Uh, anything else that you're hyper aware of? We have the state track meet coming up. I, you did a great piece over the weekend on all the guys that are going to be showing up for that. Anything you, you think we should be aware of uh, as it relates to recruiting for Texas fans? Now, you know, I, I was at Friendswood last week, saw Braylon Shelby. Uh, um, I, one, he, I think he's kind of taken off physically right now. I mean, he is filling out, looks unbelievable physically. 
Um, and I, I was told, look, I'm a Friendswood High School graduate, so I know the coaching staff really well. Went to high school, some of those guys. His last 14 uh, edge rush attempts, he had four sacks. And one of the points of emphasis was they had him drop in coverage too much last year. They think he's going to look like a total different player going at chasing the quarterback more as a senior. And they think he's physically ready to do that. Um, but I think that's USC Texas battle right now. I mean, I really do see that and see that's it. I think he's going to be at USC June 17th through 19th and then Texas the following weekend, 24th through 26th. And unless a Texas A&M comes in and offers, they were by last week, unless they come in and offer late, I really think it's coming down to those two teams. He might make a trip back out to Tennessee, but I really think it's going to come down to uh, USC and Texas right now and could go either way. I think it's a coin flip. One player you and I didn't get a chance to talk about that Texas offered uh, after the spring game, and it just kind of – it was one of those things where you and I didn't do a video for a week and a bunch of stuff happened. Um, Terrence Green, Texas yeah. offered him. Uh, give people a little feedback because there's another Houston area guy that I, want, I know you went and saw – Give people a little bit of a, a background on him. Look, so he was 6'5", 228, two, actually, no, 218 as a sophomore. He's now 6'5", 273. So he has really physically taken off in the last 16 months. Uh, but the main thing to know about his recruitment is half the schools started out recruiting him as offensive tackle. Oklahoma State was very upfront with him on that on a visit. Other schools have been as well. Um at least half the schools are recruiting him as a defensive tackle. Texas is recruiting him as a defensive tackle. Um, Bo Davis was the coach that made the offer. He was supposed to be at the spring game, but they got in a little fender bender and couldn't make it that day. I believe Jeff Banks has been through the school uh, in recent days over at Cy, at Cy Woods, and they, they're going to get him on campus in June. But he is being recruited as a defensive lineman. And so this isn't one where they're just looking at him as, you know, we're saying D-line, but he's ended up offensive tackle. I, I think there's a belief that he can be, in the, in the scheme, a really good defensive tackle. And by the way, I'll say the same thing about Marcus Deal. Marcus Deal is being recruited as a defensive lineman. Now, I think you're going to see Zalance Hurd's recruitment transition from Bo Davis to Kyle Flood and Bo Davis. I think there's more, after visiting uh, Neville last week, I think there's more to herd understanding that left tackle is his future and how bright of a future he can have there. And he already plays right tackle. I mean, he already plays the position, right? Um, so I think that one is going to – you're going to see Kyle Flood start to be involved more in that recruitment from talking to coaches at Neville. That's what they're expecting. Well, Texas could use young offensive tackles, that's for sure, based on the spring game, in my opinion. Um, Jerry, I, I appreciate it, man. Uh, Terrence Green, by the way, I just wrote this down for those that didn't hear that. Uh, from 218 pounds to 273 pounds in one year. Uh, yeah. Big lineman out of uh, Cy Woods that Jerry's seen recently. All right, Jerry, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Jerry, back in a car yet again. Uh, we he can't get away from it. Uh, for Jerry Hamilton. Not, not in May, Bobby, not in May. <laughs> not in April and May. <laughs> for Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, 
the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.